Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This country has really been locked in an emotional turmoil over the last couple of weeks. And it had to do with the disposition of, and the handling of, and the location of, a cold-hearted killer. We never should have had this conversation to begin with. It never should have been necessary. In a properly aligned system of justice, Terry Lynn McClintock would never have been moved from a locked gates and uh, I, I don't know if they still have bars on the windows. I've been in six prisons. And fairly recently, when I was a, a member of the advisory board for Correctional Service Canada's Corcan program for the Federal Public Safety Minister, but we used to get the uh, the you know the visitors PR tour. Now we did get to see some other parts of the prison that people who are on the PR tour don't see. But I I don't remember specifically seeing bars on windows, but the windows look pretty darn strong. Anyhow, this woman who callously took the life of an eight-year-old child should never have been in the spotlight, should never have been a situation where Correctional Service Canada made the decision to move her to an Aboriginal healing lodge, a.k.a. a minimum security prison with no, with no bars, no windows, no, no guards. Um, she would have been kept for the rest of her miserable life in the most minimal of environments with no comforts, no creature comforts, just as a daily reminder of who she is and what she did. Instead, we find ourselves in a national debate where the prime minister who so misunderstood, misunderstanding, he just doesn't get it. And he decided that he would have the same approach as Ari Goldkind told us, the Toronto criminal lawyer. I'm going to play a little bit of what he said in a minute. But Trudeau approached the questions from the Conservatives in Parliament about McClintock with the same... I have to be very careful what I say here because I'm getting angry. Yeah, anger management time. Because I know too many families, too many parents have murdered children. I've gotten to know them over the years. And I know what they're going through because we've talked about it many times. Trudeau couldn't just see the humanity of it or the lack of humanity. He turned it into a political debate. Oh, the conservatives are ambulance chasers. The people on the other side of the house want this. And we're living up to the letter of the law. And we respect the professionalism of, of Correctional Service Canada. That would be the same organization that in its handbook, in the introduction to its, hand, in its handbook, refers to anyone incarcerated in a Canadian prison as a client. The clients. That would be the same organization when after a, a prison guard in, in Kingston Penitentiary called me a number of years ago to express his revulsion at the fact that he claimed 
Paul Bernardo was receiving conjugal visit time in the trailer, or they used to call the boom boom room. And if you're a, an inmate uh, in, a, in a Canadian prison and you have a partner, the Prison and Correctional Service Canada feels is certifiable as your partner, not just somebody you're entertaining for an hour or two or who's entertaining you for an hour or two, then you get the, you get the trailer for a day or two. And, 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 and fundamentally, I see, I see some value in that for people who are on the way back to integration society who've really tried and have made a difference, uh, try to make their prison experience something that they're not going to repeat. But Bernardo, why in the name of even the most fundamental aspect of sanity would this guy be eligible for time in the trailer, conjugal visit? So I called Correctional Service Canada. We called them on the air. And they quite happily agreed to come on the air and talk about it. And what we got was, oh, no, you see, Mr. Bernardo has his privacy rights. Where we can't tell you. But we can tell you this, that Mr. Bernardo is entitled to all the programs that any other offender in our system is entitled to. So A, Bernardo was entitled to use the boom-boom room, and secondly, they weren't going to tell us because he has his privacy rights. When you're a monstrous assassin like Paul Bernardo, I think you give up your privacy rights, or you should. And so here's Justin Trudeau talking about Correctional Service Canada being professionals. They used to have a 50-50 policy, 50% in, 50% out. So Mr. Trudeau doesn't understand it, doesn't get it. Here's, what, here's a little bit of what Ari Goldkind told us. I wonder if Mr. Trudeau would have used the ambulance chasing line if God forbid, and I emphasize this, Roy, if God forbid Tory Stafford was somebody who he knew, who he babysat, who was a, a child of a member of his Liberal or NDP party, uh, because both parties felt this way with that ambulance-chasing name. I can't imagine Mr. Trudeau, who I do think has a good heart, who I do think is a decent man, attacking the Tories if it happened to be 8-year-old Tory Stafford, the daughter of one of his cabinet members. There's uh, Ari Goldkind, a Toronto lawyer. I like him. Speaks. I like it when people speak out. I like it when people tell you what they think when they give it to you straight, which he did. We had a situation. Uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of items here for you because this has been going on for decades, and it happens because, as Mr. Goldkind pointed out, we tend to forget, or at least we don't hold political parties accountable at election time. We just let it slide. We end up electing a government on a totally, often just sort of a sidebar issue, while the main issues are just left to languish because they call the shots, the political parties. They release their daily reports, and then many news media get a hold of that, and they treat it like a news story instead of a propaganda piece, which is what it is. And so that becomes the discussion point for the next day. And so the, the talking points and the agenda is set by the political parties, not by you and me. And, and we let it happen. So when Clifford Olson was a... Uh, the serial killer from British Columbia, and earlier today I called 
one of the one of the fathers of one of Olson's victims, and we were we're, we're going to be we we're talking for a little bit. I'm going to have him on the show shortly, uh, but not about not about Olson. But my Clifford Olson was uh, a, a serial in prison for serial murder of British Columbia kids. Some of you have heard this. As Scott Newark pointed out, he was deemed too dangerous to leave his cell, too dangerous to be allowed out of his cell. Got it? Too dangerous to be allowed out of his cell. But at the same time, they hold a Section 745 faint hope parole hearing for him in British Columbia. Now, he's too dangerous to be let out of his cell, so they don't let him out of his cell. They pipe in his voice to the hearing. So the man who's too dangerous to be let out of his cell has his voice piped into the hearing on an early parole. And those Section 745 hearings, they cost about a million bucks. Uh, That's according to parliamentary testimony in, in 1996. On another occasion, Mr. Olson, and I talked to you about this last weekend, but I'm going to repeat it because not everybody heard this. This is what you have to know. Olson, in prison in Saskatchewan, again, too dangerous to leave his cell. This they ignored this time. They chartered a private plane to fly Olson to British Columbia to the hearing. His early parole opportunity hearing, they, they, they chartered a plane And to the parents of one of his other victims, Gary and Sharon Rosenfeld, the federal government said, they lived in Ottawa. They said, no, you will, uh, you'll pay your own way. In fact, Olson sued the Rosenfelds for libel because he said, I was only convicted of murdering your son, not raping your son. And so he sued them for libel, and the family's lawyer told the Rosenfelds, You'd better put your house in the name of your daughter because there's a chance, a reasonable chance here, that Olson may get possession of your house. If you're found guilty of libeling him, you may lose your house to the serial killer who killed your son. That's the system. Now, some of that has changed, not everything. Clearly, Mr. Trudeau doesn't see much reason to adjust things much further now. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.